0: Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support.
1: One in four women will have an abortion in our country by age 45. So that is a lot of women around us every single day. One in four women. One in four sitting in our churches every Mm -hmm. Sunday, watching online during COVID. Mm -hmm. One in four. And so that, again, is why this topic is so important for the churches to talk about is because, again, people need to find that hope and healing
2: those are chilling words to start our program today, but part of the reality of the world and culture we live in. Today's conversation is between Pastor Paul and leadership from New Life Family Services, an organization doing important work in the fight for life. The name of this program is Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of
3: the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden
2: All we can do right now is come together.
3: Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes.
2: Welcome to Life Support, hosted by Pastor Paul Johnson from Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. My name is Steve Johnson, director of Five Stone Media, a co-sponsor of this program, and our goal is to use story to bring hope and healing. And now let's join part two of our conversation with New Life Family Services and Pastor Paul. Hey, welcome to Life Support. It's so good to have you here.
0: And we're talking about issues that uh, we can put before Christ and he comes and he helps us and we can find more of Jesus as life unfolds before us. And I have two very special guests with me who... We're with us last time as well, from New Life Family Services, we have Tammy Coker, who is the Executive Director, and Caroline Beener, who is the Program Manager for Conquerors, which is an amazing program, and both of these ladies are doing amazing work. Thank you for being here again. I appreciate it so much.
1: Thank you, thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: So last time, Caroline, you told us your story of um, an abortion and how Christ has healed you, Mm. and that's where I want to start. I want to start with the hope that's there for a woman who has been languishing with this maybe for a long time. How can a woman move forward after she's had an abortion?
1: Sure.
3: Um, yeah, when women come to us um, in their brokenness, um, so many of them, um, as we've mentioned before, have have come from a church background. Um, they're maybe following the Lord now. Um, but maybe others aren't. And so really one of the first things we want to share with them um, when we're sharing about conquerors is we just want them to know um, the gospel. And so um, we really, um, it's just our heart that they would know that, that they're loved by God um, and that, um, that they can be forgiven by their creator.
0: And, so, all hope yeah. is not lost
3: all hope is not the, all, the only <laughs> no as a matter of fact um the hope that I think so many um of us have tried to search for in the past in in the world or in people um is just not so and um you know our only hope is is found in christ and and when they when they find you know when they experience that for themselves, it's such a joy for me um to see that to see them come in um in such a broken place, I mean, so many stories of women who, you know, maybe took a year before they'd even talk to me on the phone, um, let alone come in and meet with me, and to see them um, go through this program, and and I I always say it's not about conquerors, it's not about me, it's about the Lord, we're just providing, um, you know, the platform so to speak, or the place uh, for, for him. He shows up and he does this work in their hearts. And to see those women come in so broken or couples so broken um, and just really feel forgiven and, and find that peace, is, is just, it's truly a blessing and an honor.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and Tammy, you're dealing with women all the time. You're dealing with families. In each of these stories, there's a man involved. Yep. So um, I'm guessing, and I'm no expert in this, but I'm guessing there are men sitting in our pews out there that are that are hurting, that are angry, that feel isolated too because they don't know who to talk to about this, and they may even feel like they don't have didn't have a choice in the matter, or they felt like they did and they made the wrong choice. But how can a, what is a man to do yeah. in this culture?
1: You know, that's it's a very good point that you made about men because. Men experience abortion differently. And I know Caroline and I talked about that with her husband even. But, you know, some men pressured and pushed for the abortion. Some men had no choice. And so the way they experience that grief is very different, but it's very real as well. Um, And so I know, I mean, I remember this was probably 15 years ago. I remember when I was working at our pregnancy center and we there was a note left for us that morning underneath our door and I opened it and it was from a man who was just pouring out his heart and he said, I know that you guys pray here and my girlfriend is having an abortion today and I don't want her to do it. Will you just please, please pray that she won't have this abortion and i just remember being shocked by that and we we did we prayed all day long for him and for her and for that situation we never heard from him again you know but i i think about him i mean that was 15 years ago i think about Mm -hmm. him and um and men experience it differently and even like i said there's a wide variety of how they experience that and so i know one of the things that um Caroline has done this year is we've had a couple of couples come together. You know, Caroline and her husband are still married. Mm-hmm. That is very unusual for couples that have gone through an abortion together. The majority of those relationships end within six months. And so that's, um, you know, very unusual. And, you know, I i am just super grateful for that. But you can even speak a little bit more about some of the couples that have come through.
3: Yes. Yes. We have been blessed to be married 32 years by the grace of God. Um, and we, I have had the honor um, of working with, just this past fall, I had two couples that were mentoring. And we do that individually, so they weren't together. Um, the two couples weren't together, um, but it just happened to be that they were, um, that I was meeting with them at the same time this fall, and um, they were in very different places. Um, I know with one of one of the couples um, it was it was just so touching. Um, the husband had reached out to me via email um, multiple times, like tell me about the program, ask me all these questions um, I mean I, probably maybe eight emails, ten emails um, and then finally, he was able to convince his wife to meet um to go through our kind of our application process to get them registered and um and we started meeting and i met with them um, for nine or ten weeks at 7 30 in the morning at our richfield office before he would go to work and um, at first um uh she she shared she did not want to come she did not want to deal with this pain um they had made this choice together when they were young and um and he he really wanted this for her, he wanted this healing for her and and for them as a couple and um that was just another example of of seeing um someone come through that just they're so broken um and then um for for this beautiful woman, she was able to um during her memorial service all everyone who comes through the conquerors program um has the um ability to have a memorial service to mm. um memorialize that loss and bring dignity to that life. Um, and she actually shared um, a letter. And I asked them the next time I saw them um, for our next session, I asked him, I said, did you know she was going to do that? And he said no. So it's, it's just so beautiful to see, you know, marriages be strengthened mm-hmm. as well through this process.
0: Well, God's doing his repair work all the time, and that's yes. kind of what he majors in, right? For sure. Um, so this is a very political issue as well. And um, for those of us that walk with Jesus, it's it's deeply spiritual, but it's also very, very political. And so uh, as I look at culture, and we're being very hard on culture because we want to reach culture, but um, <laughs> it's hard to describe how the world operates, but it's almost gotten to the point where people who care about abortion are shamed into not really wanting to talk about it that much. And it's not just because of the stigma but it's because you're 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 you know you're a one issue voter hmm. um you know uh this president is so nasty how could you how could you vote just because of the courts and so you're kind of led down this pathway that somehow your your passion about this issue is really kind of unfounded and not really all that important so what do we do as christians in this environment that we're living in to try to help move this cause forward because it's yeah. it's just so very very important
1: yeah I mean it's a great question, and as new life we're not political at all um certainly we you know <laughs> encourage everybody to sure. vote and and to you know vote their conscience and heart and biblical values. but I think it's a little muddied sometimes, and so the truth is if abortion becomes illegal, there are still going to be unplanned pregnancies there are s- is still going to be a need for um support which is what we do and so for for me personally the way i reconcile that is i just really focus on the holistic support that we're able to provide to people because again regardless of where somebody's at Mm -hmm. you know women choose abortion because they feel like it's their only option not Mm -hmm. because they feel like it's their best option so if we can help come alongside and walk alongside women and men and families in their crisis, that is gonna make more of an impact than anything else. Also, I would say, You know, as women and men find healing from their past abortions and are willing to share about their experience and how traumatizing it was for them, that is also going to make an impact in our society. You know, I think this is something that's going to happen one person at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not something that, you know, the legislation is going to change and everything's going to go, you know, all of a sudden there's no unplanned pregnancies. That's not going to happen. Right, right and so but it is it is challenging but for me it just goes back to the individuals that we're serving and just being a safe place for people to land when they're in crisis and the other thing i would say too for churches in particular is pregnancy is not a sin pregnancy is not a sin The conception and how that happened may be a sin, Mm. but the pregnancy Mm -hmm. itself is not sin. It is a gift. Mm -hmm. Every single pregnancy is a gift from God because God is the author of life. Mm. And so as a church, as the body of Christ, if we can recognize that, talk about that, celebrate that, and support that, if we support women, if women know that if they find themselves pregnant, the church is going to come alongside and walk with them and not shame them or not condemn them. That is how we're going to make a difference in our churches, too.
0: Have we made any progress in churches over the last couple decades, or are we still stuck in our judgmental sort of, um, I mean, we may not say it. We may not say we're judgmental, but I'm guessing women can pick it up pretty quick.
1: Well, and I would say it goes back to that study that I was sharing with you, you know, more than 70% said their church had absolutely no impact on their decision to terminate. Most people expected to receive condemnation or judgment from that. And then the other piece of that statistic that really <laughs> breaks my heart is only 7% of those women shared their pregnancy with anybody else in their church. So 93% didn't even share about their pregnancy with anybody in their church because they didn't feel safe. 8% didn't talk with anybody. Mm-hmm. So like we as the body of Christ are worse mm-hmm. than not telling anybody and making this decision all by yourself. And so that's where I think we do need to change it.
0: Is that because sexuality has such a kind of a awkward place in our churches? And pregnancy is a result of that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so is it just something that people just kind of just rather not delve into?
1: I think that's part of it. I think also people, like you mentioned, are just afraid because we don't want to hurt people who are hurting in our churches. We don't want to add further trauma. And certainly we don't want people to feel like they can't come to us and we just don't know how to talk about it. And so that to me is where new life comes in. We are able to walk alongside churches and say, this is important. You need to talk about this. Here's how to talk about it. And we can help navigate that with churches because I can imagine it's hard. I mean, a pastor, you have to talk about all kinds of things. I mean, that's a huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that we can offer to pastors and churches.
2: We'll be back to the conversation with Tammy and Caroline in just a moment. You know, Pastor Paul is hosting this program from a unique perspective. After losing his first wife to cancer, he then experienced the homicide of his young adult son, Taylor. And that's what life support is all about. Survivors in discussion with survivors. My name is Steve Johnson, executive director of Five Stone Media, and we are so pleased to be a co-sponsor of this program. For more about our work, log on to www.fifestonemedia.com lifesupportresources.org. And now, back to Pastor Paul.
1: We are able to walk alongside churches and say, this is important, you need to talk about this, here's how to talk about it, and we can help navigate that with churches because I can imagine it's hard. I mean, a pastor, you have to talk about all kinds of things. I mean, that's a huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that we can offer to pastors and churches.
0: Yeah, that's good because even on... Sundays, where you want to talk about pro-life issues, and when you are walking through the Bible, you have to talk about it anyway. So that's one yeah. of the gifts of expository preaching. Yep. Um, it, I never know quite what words to use mm-hmm. because I know that there are women that are deeply grieving, and so any help that you can give to pastors, we're not very yeah. bright, but we <laughs> we just stick with it, you know. So yeah. any help that you can give to pastors yeah, yeah. would be great. So Caroline, you are, I guess you know we use the term survivor a lot on this program because mm-hmm. we talk with trauma. Um Survivors, and you are one, and you 're still married and mm-hmm. and uh you 've got this amazing story um How does God see a woman who is pregnant right now, who is considering an abortion
3: mm-hmm.
0: w- What is God thinking? How does he walk alongside of that, and what does a woman do after she makes that decision to have an abortion, and what does God think about her then?
3: Sure. So I think God sees her as his daughter and that he you know, I just have this image of him I have the image of the woman at the well, mm-hmm. you know, that story. And um how he embraced her, um how he went out of his way to pursue her. Um and that's that's what he's doing right now. Um for, for those listening that are just struggling. With this, and how could the God of the universe, um, you, you know, I broke this law, I did this thing. Um, how how could He ever forgive this? He, we can't understand that because of our human nature, but He does because He's greater than that, um, and He 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 wants you. He wants that. He wants you to come to them, to come to Him, and just uh, enter into this relationship, um, and just be free from this. He doesn't want. Um, He wants to be able to, for to use us to share his testimony of his healing grace.
0: Yeah, and the thing that Mm. that's a really good example—the story of the woman at the well—because Jesus knew she was going to be there. Mm. She was there in the heat of the day because she was ashamed to be around anyone. And so I have this picture of this very masculine man who's there and just tenderly reaches out to this this very hurting woman and. I guess the the picture of that is pursuit. Jesus pursued mm-hmm. her. Yes. And sometimes when we're stuck in these kind of uh, cycles, we think, "Well, God's putting up with me." You mm-hmm. know. Well, maybe God can somehow let me come near Him. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is that there's full forgiveness. There's full mm-hmm. embracing, mm-hmm. pursuit, and that's an amazing, yeah. it's an amazing hope. Yes. And you've experienced that in your life.
3: Yes. Yes, I think. You know, when you recognize, you know, and and we're talking about abortion today, but but you know, people listening that are struggling with other things, this this is true for for all sin, um, especially those really shaming sins. Yeah. That um, you know, when we when we've confessed that sin and we're we're repenting and turning from it, there is forgiveness from from the Lord, and um, and and when you rest in that, when when you rest in that forgiveness, um, that peace. Um, is like nothing that can be explained um, and and for me, all I want to do now is is just um, point everything back to christ um, it's and and for people to just know that their your hope is only found in him mhm and, and it 's a real hope it 's a real it's hope it 's
0: not fake it 's not made up right it 's real so tammy if a woman 's listening right now and is either considering an abortion has had an abortion needs help, what do they do next?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, I would just say first to you is you're not alone. Whether you're in the midst of it right now and making a decision, that's exactly why we're here is to walk alongside you and help you process in a safe place where we're not gonna pressure you, you can just find the support that you need. Um, And then for those who've had an abortion, Again, you're not alone. One in four women will have an abortion in our country by age 45. So that is a lot of women around us every single day. One in four women. One in four. Sitting in our churches every Mm. Sunday, watching online during COVID. Mm -hmm. One in four. And so that, again, is why this topic is so important for the churches to talk about is because, again, people need to find that hope and healing that Caroline so beautifully described. And so reach out. We are here to support you. We are here. um, You can go to newlifefamilyservices.org, and we are here for you, whatever you need. Meet you where you're at and walk with you through your journey.
0: As I talk with people in the church, and, um, you know, pastors have the privilege of Walking alongside of people with all kinds of different life circumstances, and shame is such mm. such an issue. In fact, I would say that you know shame most often is the issue because Satan likes to convince us that um, because we've messed up that there's really no place for us anymore, and we can never really be free of this. but what you're both saying is, don't buy the lie
1: don't buy the lie right
0: that there's there is hope. And um, that's why it's so important that you're doing what you're doing. Um, we've talked a lot about the mother. We haven't really talked about the babies that mm-hmm. much. And I don't want to get into, you know, um, any kind of graphic discussions. But um, what kind of toll is abortion taking on our country?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's over, there's 1.1 1. 1 million abortions every single year in our country. And that's just an estimate because not all states even talk or even so 1.1 1.
0: 1 million per year. Per
1: year. Mm-hmm. At
0: least the ones that are reported. Yes. Wow.
1: Yeah. And in Minnesota, there's a, around 10,000 a year. Wow. Here in our state. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly taking a toll. And I think, um, and as I mentioned uh, before, you know, 60% of women having those abortions already have other kids. And so I think, again, what we have seen is... An increase in just like the difficult circumstances that our clients are facing and why they're choosing abortion is because they're homeless or they are in a domestic violence situation they're in really hard circumstances that you can't just say, but it's a life, you know? Yeah. Right. Like right. that that's mm-hmm. not gonna change the mm-hmm. fact that she doesn't have somewhere to live. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you know, that's again why I think it's so important that the church is involved in supporting organizations like New Life. There's lots of them around. You know, find your local pregnancy center that you can come along and support because women in your communities every day are in need of this. And if you can be that person to provide that support, you can help eliminate the need for abortion
0: hmm and so sometimes we look at it and we think we're going to help by pushing agendas and what you're saying is no we just need to help the people right it's as Jesus said if you're not going to clothe them then you know they're not going to want to learn about me if they're hungry and they're not clothed. Right. yeah same idea yep so how do you get a hold of new life family services you and tell us what you offer there
1: sure so our website is the easiest, uh, nlfs.org or newlifefamilyservices.org. And again, we have three program areas. One is our licensed adoption agency. called New Life Adoptions. We serve both birth families and adoptive families throughout the whole process. Secondly, our first care pregnancy centers. Those are our storefronts where we help those facing unplanned pregnancies. And our third is our Conquerors um, post-abortion ministry, which Caroline talked about. And that website is conquerorsafterabortion.org.
0: It's almost like you've had to say that before. I know. <laughs> and you're opening up a brand new We are. Place. Where is that going to be? It is
1: going to be right on Chicago Avenue near Franklin. So busiest bus stop in the state. And we're actually going to be opening a 12,600 square foot facility that's going to house one of our pregnancy centers. But it's also going to house a full service medical clinic um, that is going to serve like a low income population. It's a nonprofit um, so that it eliminates some of the barriers that a lot of our clients have with getting medical care and prenatal care. And so we're really excited we're starting construction in the spring.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And for those of you not from Minnesota, that is right in the heart of Minneapolis in the areas yes. that are needed most. So, Absolutely. And uh, I would yes. ask you to pray for this organization, New Life Family Services. I would ask you to pray to, um, to really consider if you could help them financially and others maybe in your area that are doing this kind of work. Ladies, I I just thank you so much for for being with us. I've learned a lot. Um, I'm sure we could go on and on about the different (laughs) aspects of this, but keep up the great work. It's important, and I appreciate it so much.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
0: And, you know, as we look at um, these kinds of situations, we know that uh, trauma is a part of life because this is a world broken by sin. And so what we want to do, on life support, is we want to introduce you to Jesus in a new way, and how trauma so often just allows Jesus to minister to us and to make us whole through trauma. And so I'm so glad you've joined us, and I'm thankful for our wonderful partners, Faith Radio, uh, myfaithradio.com. You can watch a video version of this podcast, and I would encourage you to do that. You can see the passion in these ladies' eyes if you do it on video. That's 5 com and then at Ridgewood Church myrwc.org slash life support come on over to Ridgewood uh, we're trying to be free and talk about these types of things I'm also on Twitter at Pastor Paul J. Um, and just a note to encourage you before we go Jesus said that he will not leave you alone he said peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your hearts be troubled Neither let them be afraid. And so you may be alone. You may feel like you have no place to turn. And whatever you're facing in your life, maybe it's post-abortion, maybe it's the loss of a loved one, maybe it's addiction, just remember that Jesus has promised that he will be there and that you don't have to be afraid because he loves you. Just reach out for help and there are those like these women that are ready to help you. So thanks so much for being here, and we'll catch you next time on our show, Life
2: Support. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota.
0: Thanks for listening to this Life Support podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, Subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support.